0: This is Nova Church, Halifax, where we love God and love people. Tune in as Pastor Mike Miller teaches from God's Word and how we can have a Nova life, a new life.
1: Happy birthday, Nova Church. Come on, can you hug somebody as you grab a seat today? Hug somebody, high-five somebody. That was amazing. Happy birthday, everybody. Ladies and gentlemen, my wife, Pastor Nancy Miller... Got that? Mic. Yeah. We're so glad you're here today. Thank you for joining us. You're a guest. We're so glad you are here. This is your church. Today we celebrate.
0: You guys, it's our birthday. Yeah, it's we our celebrate one year birthday, and I have. I look to good stick. for
1: one. I just want to let you know. You look
0: so handsome in your new shirt. That's enough.
1: Stop it. Wait okay. till later. All right.
0: Okay. <laughs> Anyhow, in sticking to tradition to what we do in our home, it's no different here. We have created this community that has been totally our home for a full year. And when we have a birthday, we go around the table and talk about the things that we love about it. And all in preparing and knowing that this date was coming up, we kept we were so mindful of all the wins. Um, this video almost brought me to tears, but I'm trying to compose myself about a lovely face and the friends and her journey. And I'm reminded of so many of us who've journeyed this full year here. Um, I'm so grateful. I want to say that you have been an absolute highlight. Um, I would much rather have a field of mice, hey stick with me, than one elephant. This has been built by so many wonderful amazing people. There are many rooms in this church right now or this venue that are operating and they can't stand in this room. But if you are a part of our dream team and you're here today, would you please stand to your feet yeah. so that we could say our Dream applause yeah, well for our dream team today. And thank you. Thank I you. Make this happen
1: every single week.
0: Thank you so much for everything that you give to build this experience. And lastly, I just want to say that Nova Church has been such an amazing bridge for people to walk out their faith. And we simply just started and said, hey, there's got to be a family like us. There's got to be people like us who want to discover and have an anchor in our faith. And uh, we are so extremely grateful and honored to create this experience every single Sunday and to be excited about yes. the next year. Yes. Next year, year two. You're two, you guys. Nancy, hold this up. We're going okay. To,
1: we have some new merch just for our birthday. Yes. See this? It says one, and then over here it has next, and we even changed the logo up just for our birthday. We got new merch just for today. Who loves Nova merch? Come on. Who loves Nova merch? Don't be shy. Ready?
0: Don't be shy. Ready? It's coming out.
1: If that's not your size, there take you it and go. change it for the size you need, all right? Ooh. Nancy, awesome. let's, let's go over a couple of fun numbers before you leave. Oh, gosh. Because you this make is, the stage this look is, better. When you're up is, here, I just feel better when you're up here. Well, Some I fun don't, numbers. I
0: don't have new shoes today, but I have a new sweater.
1: All right. Awesome. Uh, simmer down and focus. All okay. right. couple of fun numbers. Uh, our production team has consumed in the last year 15 <laughs> cases of Red yes. Bull. Yes. These are all true. We have a staff fridge full of Red Bull. That explains a lot. Okay. Thank you. Uh, Nova Cafe. How many love the cafe? Oh, come on. Thank you, Jesus. 180 pounds of coffee were used in this last year.
0: Okay, I know that we try to build a culture that are not consumers that we are givers, but That's I will a lot of coffee. that is I consume so much coffee. Nova I'm Cafe served
1: 12,000 cups of coffee and drinks in this last year. Yeah. 200 hours church. of worship practice.
0: Wow! Two hundred hours of worship
1: practice. Wow! Uh, This one's not on the screen, but I love this. Uh, We funded three schools and close to two thousand students to have a breakfast program, to have a hot meal during the school year. In this last year, fantastic!
0: Amazing! Well done!
1: As a church, as a church, we believe in giving, just like we believe in giving uh, here. We believe in giving beyond ourselves, and to the district, we have been given close. We gave close to. $30,000, $30,000, yes. which has helped with other churches and leadership development across the Maritimes. That's a big deal. You've given over 30, almost $30,000. Unreal. And this is the last one. And in a moment, don't put it up. In a moment, I want us to cheer for this one. Because this is a big deal. This is why we do this. In the last 12 months, commitments of faith, 150 people, yeah, come on. commitments of faith. <laughs> That's, so a, big That's a big deal. a Amazing. That's a big deal. Well done. That's a big deal. You can have a seat. Over the next few minutes as I share what's on my heart today, you're going to see some pictures come up on these small, small TVs, You know, these, these small little iPhone TVs, these massive TVs um, from highlights from this last year. And some of you, uh, you're going, it's going to jog some memories of what God has spoken to you, what God has done to you. And I want to say again, thank you to our dream team. Thank you to our dream team. You guys make this happen. You make the dream come true. Teamwork makes the dream work. And we have an amazing dream team, which you can join by going to the What's Next wall after the service and starting today. It's class one, step two, and you're teaching. And we got cake. It's going to be so good. So if you want to be a part of making this happen, you can join today. Just go to the What's Next wall. And what's next is connecting and going to the next level today. If you have your Bible, turn to Joshua chapter one. For the next few minutes, I'm going to unpack this and encourage us before we go celebrate. We have so much cake. You need to help us. That's the the rule we have today. Only one rule. You cannot leave until you take a piece of cake. Whether you give it to somebody, throw it in the trash, eat it. Come on, somebody. We have so much cake today. We have so many fun things planned. And at the end of the service, before this is over, there's going to be a big surprise. You're going to enjoy what happens in here before the day is over. Uh, Joshua chapter 1. I'm going to read a couple verses uh, from one of my favorite books of the Bible. In fact, we named our son Joshua uh, after a lot of the truth in this uh, story, in this part of history and what God is saying. Joshua chapter 1. I'm going to start reading in verse 5. Start five, it says this. It says, no one, this is God speaking to his people. They're getting ready to make a huge transition from where they were to where God's called them to be. He says this, no one will be able to stand against you as long as you live. For I will be with you as I was with Moses. I will not fail you or abandon you. Be strong and courageous. Look at your neighbor and say, be courageous. For you are the one who will lead these people and possess all the land I swore to their ancestors I would give them. Be strong and very courageous. Look at Jaber and say, be brave. be brave. Be careful to obey the instructions Moses gave you. Do not deviate from them, turning either to the right or the left, in the left, to a box to the left. Then you will be successful in everything you do. Study this book of instruction continually. Meditate on it night and day and be sure to obey everything written in it. Only then will you prosper and succeed in all you do. This is my command. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged. That's a word for you today. Do not be afraid or discouraged. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. For the next few minutes today, if you're taking notes, write this title down. You'll see it behind me. Next. Look at your neighbor and say, I know what's next. We want to talk about what's next in your life in our church. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for today. God, I thank you for the memories I'm even seeing on these TVs beside me. I thank you for the faces in this place. So many guests, so many people that are part of our family and our team. God, we're thankful that you are with us today. That God, this is not just a ceremony. This is not just a club. This is not even just a service. Father, this is an experience where a loving God meets a needy people. And God, I'm in need of your presence, of your community, and of your help. Father, help me preach well. And God, our, our goal is clear today that we would leave here more like you, more in love with you, and more like, uh, more passionate about your plan for our lives. Father, thank you for today. Thank you for today. In Jesus' name, everybody said. The passage I just read to you today, if you haven't grown up in church or maybe you're not familiar with the story, it's worth coming into and just giving you a little bit of a summary before we unpack some truth today that I believe is is important for your life and my life. You need to know this is that God's people, God's people were slaves in Egypt. Uh, For close to 500 years, over 300 years, they were slaves. They were working for another nation. They were whipped, they were beaten, they had no rights, they had no comfort, and they were in a culture of slavery. God's chosen people found themselves now embedded and used to slavery. They forgot what freedom was like. People that were free had died, and now all they knew was Slavery. God then freed them through a man named Moses. God is a God of power, but he's always looking, as Andrea mentioned, for for partners. He's looking for someone. He's not concerned about your talent, but your availability. If you're available, God will use you. We don't have time today, but Moses listed everything he couldn't do. He's like, I can't speak well. I have a history and a past. I have shame on my life. I've made mistakes. And God says, it's not about what you did, it's about who I am. When you show up, say, the God that is I am is sending me. Listen, I want to let you know today, if you have a God, then you're eligible to be used by his presence. If you're available today, it's not about who you are or what you've done or what you know. It's about who he is and what he thinks about you. And Moses showed up and God showed off. And God delivered his people from slavery to freedom. God said, for years, there's a place I've promised for you. I know you're in a tough spot. But there's a place that's promised, a place where you have your own land. You have your own freedom. You can raise your kids. It's overwhelmed with a beautiful uh, produce and, and agriculture and livestock. It's a place of plenty of, of clean water and beautiful scenery. And I'm promising you this place. The Bible calls it the promised land because it was land. When you're a slave, you own nothing. And the greatest wealth is to own something. So God goes, I got something for you to own. I promise you this. And they called it the promised land. When Moses took them out of Egypt, the journey from Egypt to the promised land should have taken 11 days. 11 days. But somewhere in the middle, they started disobeying and they started believing what their enemies said about them or what the enemies thought about them, not who God said that they were. And they had an opportunity to cross over to their promised land. But somewhere doubt got in, somewhere insecurity got in, somewhere they realized, like Andrea said, they had self-confidence, which was low, not God-confidence that was able, and they started to wander. And in a journey that should have taken, 11 days, end up taking 40 years. They wandered. Now Joshua, we just read today, has a second opportunity. I'm thankful for second chances. Can someone say amen? Amen. We're a family. We say we believe in second chances and third chances. God of second chances. Some of you, maybe people give up on you. You get one shot and you're done. Uh, God, God, we serve as a God of forgiveness and of mercy and of hope. He's a God of second chances. I'm so thankful. I'm on my hundredth second chance. Come on, somebody. That's the God we serve. Now they're on their second opportunity to go into the land that was promised. And as they're getting ready, God goes, listen, we got to get this right this time. Joshua, let me speak to you. And we just read five verses, four verses that God spoke to Joshua about courage. Their story, I believe, is a part of our story. And there's some foundational truths on our first birthday as a church. Some foundational truths that I need to remind some of you, and I need to let some of you know. Some of you don't know this, and some of you need to be reminded of some of these truths as we celebrate what God has done, but look forward to go, what God wants to do next. I love on our shirts, our new merch, it says next. Because listen, I look back and celebrate, but listen, I got more vision than I have memories. I got more hope. I'm looking forward, not backwards. I got more dreams than memories as a church. Come on, somebody. God wants to do something next. A couple foundational truths as we talk about what's next. Number one, you need to know from this story, it's the same as our church and your life, is that God loves you just where you are. You did let that sink in today. God loved them right where they are. They were slaves. They were covered in dirt and shame. They were far from God in their behavior and their attitudes and their customs. And God loved them right where they are. He loved them in the mud pit. He loved them in their pain. He loved them in their shame. He loved Israel in Egypt in the middle of their turmoil. He loved them where they are. I want to remind you today that God loves you where you are. History is riddled with stories of kings making their people die for them in wars to, to advance their kingdom, to advance their cause, their castle, and their wealth. We serve a God. We serve a kingdom where our king sacrificed himself for his people. We serve a God that said, no, no, don't you move. I'll move. You stay where you are. I love you enough. I'll meet you where you are. Every other kingdom is built on people sacrificing for their leadership. But this kingdom, the kingdom of God, is built on a king. They said, "I will die for my people. I will come for my people. You stay where you are. I'm coming to you. I'll fight every battle. I'll cross every every distance to come to you. That's the God we serve. You need to know today, wherever you are. Some of you, it took a lot of courage to walk in here. Going, man, church like." I don't know. This is kind of a different church. They have like an Olympic flame on stage. You know, I don't know. I love this candle. Like this, they got balloons. They got cake. Uh, man, those that preacher's pants are kind of skinny. This is different than any church that maybe I've ever seen. There's some smoke in the air. It's like the Legion in here. B forty one. Bingo. Yeah. I don't know. Bingo. But Jesus is His name. Oh, come on. But some of you walked in here going, I, I, if it has church on this name or on the sign, I cannot go in there. Because you have this picture of church me. I've got to clean myself up. I've got to dust myself off. I've got to present well before I can go in. I want to let you know, God meets us. This is foundational. We're never too mature to go past foundational truth. Is that God loved us so much, he meets us where we are. You, don't need, you can't believe enough. You're not good enough. You can't give enough to earn God's love. He is meeting you right where you are. But here's the second truth today. He loves us too much to leave us where he found us. This is where we sometimes get hung up. Because we love the God that meets us where we are. But you need to know today, he loves you so much, he refuses to leave you where he found us. He found them in Egypt. He loved them where they were. But he loved them so much, he said, I got to get you to the promised land. You're in a place of pain and of slavery, and I love you where you are, and I'll always love you, but I love you so much, I've got to take you where you belong. God wants to move you today. God's always about what's next, and yes, he loves you wherever you are in life right now, whatever your relationships are like, whatever your habits are like, whatever your mental state is like, whatever your past is, whatever your present. God loves you just where you are, but he loves you too much to leave you there. He wants to move you on. He likes to move it, move it. God wants to move you to what's next. God is all about next. God wants to move you on. God loves you enough to find you. He loves you enough to help you, but he wants to move you from where you are to where you're destined to be. God started a journey from slavery to freedom, from oppression to promise. But here's what I've realized sometimes. Sometimes we settle for what we know instead of what is promised. If you read your story, I don't have time today. In the 40 years of wandering, they started saying, you know what? We should go back to what we know because at least it's consistent. It was painful, it was dysfunctional, and it was jacked up. But I'd rather go back to what I know than step into the unknown. Sometimes we are more comfortable with what we know have known than what is promised. And we get stuck in the middle. I saw this video talking about animals and behavior. The volume's up. Can we play this video about fleas? I think this is very interesting. Training fleas requires a glass jar with a lid. The fleas are placed inside the jar and the lid is then sealed. They are left undisturbed for three days. Then, when the jar is opened, the fleas will not jump out. In fact, the fleas will never jump higher than the level set by the lid. Their behavior is now set for the rest of their lives. And when these fleas reproduce, their offspring will automatically follow their example. I found that interesting. It's amazing that not only did they start living to the cap and the ceiling put on them, When I read up on this, fleas can jump hundreds of times higher than their body size. They are capable of extreme uh, heights of jumping. But when put into a lid, they believe that is their new normal. And when they give birth to the next generation, the next generation only models what they see. Sometimes we do this, don't we? We get more comfortable in what is known than what is promised. Sometimes it's easier to live in the routine of the desert than move into the promise of destiny. Sometimes it is easier to live in the routine of what is normal. It's normal to get divorced after this many years. It's normal to have this kind of tension in our home. It's normal to be broke and poor. It's normal to have a shame on your life. It's normal to have this dysfunction. I've always seen it. I've always known it. This is what's normal. It's normal to be a young adult and sleep around. It's normal to be a teen and on drugs and jacked up. It is normal in our culture. And it's easier to live in the desert that we know than to move to the promised land that is promised. Well, I haven't seen a healthy marriage. I haven't seen... Healthy morals. I haven't seen someone going after God. My friends, I want to encourage you today. There is a courage needed for what God wants to do. What's next? It is easier to live in what we have seen than to move in what is promised. There's caps, and I believe we are breaking glass ceilings and new ground in this church. Not to make a name for ourselves. I was up here on Friday night with my daughter. We were driving around and we started to pray, and she started to pray. She prayed a prayer. That started make me want to fight on the inside, make me want to stand up. She prayed, God, thank you that you chose us to be a part of this. I'm like, oh God, doing a miracle, in my kid. Why? Because we just changed what's normal in their lives. And God, listen, this is not just for you. What's next? It's also for those coming after you. There's a church launching today, 45 minutes away from here, called Groundswell in Truro, and they said, hey, thank you for showing us what's possible, and they're believing to blow the roof off of what we said. And I say, bring it on. Yeah. Can I encourage you today? Sometimes it's easier to live in the routine of, what, of the desert than to move into the promise of destiny. Sometimes it's easier to settle for the desert of purpose, settling for a job when you were meant to make a difference. Selling for an income when you were meant for purpose. And we just settle. Go, it's just a job. I'm just settling for a job. Listen, I believe in making money. I believe in doing what you have to. And sometimes it's not fun or easy. But I believe I was not set here just to occupy an office, just to make an income, just to try to retire. Those look after their family is a good thing. But there is more on my life. And some of you, your job is your purpose. And some of you, your job is to give you the freedom to go do your purpose. But there is purpose on your life. We have a culture that settles for making money. But I want to make a difference. The desert says get by, but the promised land says, come on, get through. I believe there's something on our life. Don't settle for what you've seen. Push into what God's promised. I believe purpose is on your life. Relationships. We settle for shallow. We settle for selfish. That's all we've seen. People use you as long as they need you, and then they move on. Well, that's expected. There's a shelf life. on. I'm used to these kind of relationships. And we live in isolation. We have friends on social media, but we don't have anything of depth. And that is normal. And we settle for normal when God's called us to community. All through Scripture, God always started his movement of change through community. Jesus said he called 12 guys, follow me, then I'll make you. Jesus started with Adam and Eve and said, hey, I want to start with a team. God always draws people together before he does anything to make a difference. Some of us have settled for just relationships as we've seen. We've used TV shows and media and our neighborhoods as the model, and there's a lid on it, and God says there is more for you. Some of you are going through life, and you're lonely, and you're isolated, and you're lustful, or you're angry, and you think there's, relationships are based on what you've seen. Oh, I want to promise you today, there's more. Oh, God has something next for you, and it's healthy relationships. Jesus loves you too much to leave you where he found you. He loves you where you are. But he loves you too much to leave you in a purposeless life with no community. Unhealthy mentally and physically. God has more for you. Can someone say amen? Amen. Third truth I want to remind you today is it says he has promised. He says over and over in Joshua, in this journey that you're on, I will be with you. I will supply. I will not leave you. I will do this. God has promised. He promises to be with us. You need to know today that's a big deal. He promises. My daughter will say to me, do you promise? Because I'm a jokester. She's like, okay, okay, okay." all kidding around. Do you promise? Do you promise? I'm like, if I she knows if I promise, I'm holding to it. Can I let you know, God is better than any dad in this room, any mom in this room. His word, it never fails. And God has promised to be with us. Come hell or high water, come mountaintops or valley lows, God is with us. He promises to be with us. He says, I will not fail you, and I will be with you. He promises to be with us. Second thing he promises is us life. In John 10.10, it says this, the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. But I came that they may have life. And then he wants to make sure we get a clear picture. And he says, and have it abundantly. I believe in an abundant life. Some people go, people ask me, do you believe in a prosperity gospel? I said, I do. I believe we should be prosper in our mental health. We should prosper. I believe we should prosper in our marriages, faithful to our wives and husbands. I believe we should prosper in our families. I believe we should prosper in our influence in our city. I believe we should prosper that we have more than enough hope and grace and love and forgiveness. I believe we should be overflowing and abundant in a life that we have. That's what God's promised us. He's promised us life. That's why so many around here are excited. You need to know this today. That's why you walk in here going, they, I know it's a party. Can I remind you, it's not actually much different when it's not our birthday than it is today. We always have cakes, sometimes freezies. Come on, somebody. There's some balloons, and that's about the only difference today. Why? Because some of us understand that we are excited. We know, where, we know where we were, and we're excited about where we're going. Listen, please don't miss this, because this will change your life. Some of you are thinking, why do they celebrate every Sunday? You can never fully celebrate someone's promised land. Until you understand their desert. You can't understand someone's promised land if you've never seen their desert. My friends, that's why you gotta understand why we're excited around here today. That's why we are jacked up and, and passionate about what God wants to do in our life. You might go, I don't get it today. Listen, if you knew where I've wandered, you'd celebrate where I'm promised. If you knew where I wandered in my life, you would celebrate where I'm promised. Excuse me why I celebrate. People are going, listen, they're excited. It's a bunch of hype. What's with all the lights and balloons? Excuse me for a minute, but I used to wander in isolation. I used to wander in a place where I didn't know if I was believed in. I used to wander thinking I was the only one like me and I felt alone, but I had been promised the community. Excuse me, but I used to wander in numbness where I didn't feel God or feel love. I used to wander in a place of numbness where I felt like my best days were behind me and I felt numb to the future and numb to the past, but God stepped in an abundance of life i used to wander somebody you need to know excuse me for a minute but i used to wander in a desert of shame if you knew what i've done and what i thought and where i've been but god delivered us and helped us and taken me from shame to marching for his name excuse me for a minute but we have to celebrate in this place yeah. looking through this room i know some of your deserts and that's why we celebrate your promised land i know where you wandered over coffee and email and conversations. You talk about your deserts. And because I know your deserts, we can celebrate your promised land. That's why today we celebrate. As we just saw a video, we knew when you were lonely and we can celebrate the community you're in. We knew the shame from regrets and decisions you made. Now we celebrate the purpose and the holiness on your life. Oh, we celebrate today. Listen, we celebrate because we knew where we wandered and we celebrate what were promised. God has brought us to life. Today you need to know, we celebrate today. The last foundational truth you need to know today is in this story, and I think it's the same for our church. I believe this word is all over my life in this church, is courage. It says this, be strong and courageous. This promise that he is with us produces courage. Courage doesn't come from what we know, but who we know. This promise that he won't leave us, that he'll give us life, produces strength And courage. It takes courage to walk into what's promised. But it takes courage to walk away from what was known. So many times. Isn't that the truth? So many times. It takes courage to walk away from the desert. I don't know if it's going to work. I don't know, I'm kind of comfortable. I've learned how to survive in this desert. I've learned how to get enough to get by. Listen, it doesn't look like a good place, but I've been here so long. I know how to find enough water to live. I know how to find enough food to live. And it's a lot of work, and i got to scrape, and i gotta, I got to scrounge, i got to bag, borrow, and steal. But I've worked out a survival here. And sometimes it takes courage to walk into what's next, but sometimes it takes more courage to walk away from what you knew. Well, I don't know, what if it doesn't work? I'm comfortable in this business and I feel like God wants me to start a new business. I don't know, I don't know. I'm kind of comfortable in this limit and this salary and this comfort of this office, but God is calling you to more. Some of you, I don't know, I'm kind of comfortable with not engaging with my spouse, just living in the same house, eating at the same table. I'm comfortable and I don't like it, I'm surviving, but it's kind of, I don't know, what do you mean trying to lean into my marriage and believe it can be better? Lean into my kids and make it better. I don't know what that looks like, but it takes courage to step out. Be strong and courageous. God is calling us as a church and as people to have the courage to walk away from survival and walk towards thriving, to walk away from getting by, to walk away from our deserts and move to our promised land because God has promised us life. He has promised us abundance. He has promised us the kind of life where we can make a difference, not just make a living. Emotionally, spiritually, financially, relationally. I want to encourage you today. say, God has more for you. I believe he's calling us to next. It takes courage to walk away from what is known. It takes courage to get your hopes up again. Let it be said, we have our hopes high. We're starting to get some currency around here. People like, okay, I think what, what, what they believe is actually happening. Can I encourage you, get your hopes high. Mom and dad, get your hopes high. Sir, your marriage is struggling, get your hopes high. Church. Get your hopes high because we have hope because God is with us and our courage and our strength comes from who he is and what he's promised today. So what does it look like? What's next for Nova in the last few minutes? Let me unpack what's next today. Some of you are going to move from your desert to your promised land. You're going to move from what you've known to what God's called you to. Move from getting by all to making a difference. God's calling us to what's next. A couple areas I want to highlight today. Number one, Nova influencers. We believe in this next season of life, we're to lean into people that we call change agents in a world of critics. There are some of you in this room, you have creative influence to build godly culture in a city that needs hope, in business, in politics, in the arts, in the public sector. I believe some of you, you're managers of businesses, you're entrepreneurs, you're in the arts, you have uh, influence in the area that you are planted Whatever level you and some of you are influencers. We want to help you and believe in you and pour into you. You're in a place of influence and we want to support your purpose. We're going to start unveiling uh, soon a systematic thing we're going to pour into you. So many times the church wants influencers to pour into the church. We believe part of our calling is to pour into you as influencers. That you don't come here on a Sunday and go, I I just made it to church. No, no, you want to leave here going, I can go make a difference. Our goal is not to fill this room. Our goal is to help you launch and fill this city with hope and godly culture and to make a difference in government, in families, in schools, in business. And we want to pour into you. We want to believe in you. We want to pray with you. We want to give you tools to launch you to another level. And we believe God is going to raise up another level of influencers in a world of critics. They can become change agents to see God's culture birthed in this city. Influencers. God's called you and put you in a place. We want to help you. We want to launch you. Another thing I want to highlight today is Nova Youth. So thankful for our Nova Youth Ministry and where it's been the last 12 months. And we're going to continue this year to launch them into their purpose I'm announcing today we're starting quarterly services for our youth ministry. They'll be meeting once a quarter to celebrate, to party together, to worship together, to be encouraged by the word. We believe they're connected relationally. They're connected in community, but now it's time to launch them to another level. And the youth this year are going to another level. We have a plan. We have a team we're building. We believe this is the year to go to another level, not just surviving your teen years, but thriving in your teen years. That parents' church is, is a place your kids can't wait to get to, and they go into their schools and can be agents of change in every university, in every high school, junior high, and elementary school. We believe in this next generation. We're going to pour into them our resources, our time, our efforts, and our best. We believe it's a next level this year, what's next for Nova youth. We also believe... Another initiative we're going to see this year is the start of Nova Missions. It's going to be a church that's known globally, but loved locally. Did you hear that? Known globally, but loved locally. We're going to serve locally, and we're going to serve around the world. Nova Gives Back has been a huge hit with your heart. The backpacks at at September leave schools dumbfounded going, why would they do this? The feeding program at Christmas had people shaking their heads. I believe God's going to call us to do more locally with Nova Gives Back. And our missions, we're going to serve in our city. We're going to serve those in need, whether they know it or not. We're going to bless our city with nothing, asking nothing in return. They're going to walk away going, I don't understand this. What's in it for you? No, no, no. What's in it for us is we love our city. We're going to serve locally. But this year, we're going to have our first international missions trip as well. I believe it's going to be mostly packed with teenagers from Nova youth. We're going to send them locally, but we're going to launch them globally. Our first international trip is happening in in the next 12 months. We're going to send them somewhere and believe they're going to be God's uh, hope and change agents where they go. Come back with stories. If the devil and this culture can take a 15-year-old and hook them on drugs... And they battle depression and self-worth. What can God do with a young person full of purpose, full of courage, knowing God is with them? That's what's next. And also for the rest of us, some of you are going to go on this team as well, one team or more, and we're going to see God start to love us. People are going to love us locally, but launch globally to make a difference. I see medical teams. I see teams preaching. I see teams construction teams. I see using the gifts and talents you have that you use to make a living here, but God wants to use it around the world to make a difference. We're going to launch that. Last thing I want to highlight today is Nova Groups. Today we launch Nova Groups. We say all the time, we are better together. Groups are a path to healthy relationships. The number one need in our city is healthy relationships. We say here all the time at this church, everybody gets a job and a friend. That's why what's next is so important. We just don't give you a job, we give you a friend, meaning we want to do this together. We actually enjoy doing this. Everybody comes in, they get a job and a friend. We believe relationships are absolutely everything. They're going to be built around a common interest. They're going to meet weekly or bi-weekly, 10 to 15 people, and they're going to be built around a common interest for the sole purpose, not of teaching, but of connecting and building healthy relationships. That means they might look different than maybe what you've seen in the past. The whole purpose of these groups is to connect, for you to have fun together and build community together, because we are better together. Let me give you a highlight, just a few of the 16 or 17 groups that are launching right now, today. You can sign up today. Number one, there's a coffee social. How many think that's a great idea right there? What does that mean? It means that we hang out at coffee shops, and we do life together, and it's planned once every week or every two weeks. Hang out and just enjoy each other's company and talk about life You can sign up for that today and have some healthy relationships in a world of running back and forth from from the half-tos to build healthy communities to create a system where you can actually hang out. People know your name. You're not just a number in this church. People can know your name, know your story, know your desert, and celebrate your promised land. We have a group that's going to meet every week just for men. They're going to have breakfast together. A local restaurant. Get together and talk. Whatever's on your life, men. Business. Relationships. Golf. Habits, whatever you got, good, bad, and ugly. And together we're going to celebrate doing life together. There's a kickboxing one. How many like to get some frustration out? Am I the only one? I believe in a church where a, cha- a church is laying on of hands and feet. Come on, somebody. There's a kickboxing where some of you physically you need to get in shape, and this might be one way to help you. Together, building together, going, I need to get, need to get in shape mentally. i got some stress. i got to get healthy. Some of you might be physical, cardio, whatever it is. They're going to get together. We're going to have a kickboxing group with a certified instructor. It's organized, and it's awesome, but you can sign up for that today. How many think, that's a little different than maybe what you're used to, but together, coming out of kickboxing, laughing together, God wants to build a pathway for healthy relationships. What about there's a hiking club? Get back to nature. Run from the bears. Come on, somebody there's book clubs where we can study and some of you will want to learn more about the bible and learn about different authors and books and from there come teaching we have those available we can start for a book club and go deeper in the bible deeper into topics of spirituality we have book clubs we have a club for uh, we have a group for mom and tots moms This is a time when you need the most help. And some of you are just trying to survive your thoughts and you love them, but life is a little chaotic. Come together, people in the same area of life and go, we're going to celebrate together. And your kids get to know each other. And you have support going, I'm not alone in this. My life is not just a bunch of no, 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 and fishy crackers. Someone is with me in this struggle. And better together, we can grow healthy relationships, move from surviving to thriving in community. We have a parenting class. It's going to be instructional. It's going to be in a home. It's going to be amazing. But some of you are like, I want to raise kids based on God's word. How do we do that in today's culture? We can help you. So I don't know how to, my kids are too much. I feel overwhelmed. I never had a good model. There's a lid on my life. Like we saw in that video, we want to take the lid off and give you God's principles and go, we can help you have a healthy family, healthy kids. You can thrive in this season of your life. We have a small group for parenting, we have Bible studies, there's an African dance small group. I will not join that one because I don't want to bring it down. I just, I I don't, I I have moves no one wants, okay? I have moves like x Flax. Come on, somebody. It makes you move, but no one enjoys it, you know. We see our church. If we can remove that from the podcast, that would be awesome. We have a small group called African Dance. It's going to be awesome. We didn't edit that out of the podcast at all. Why? We see our church being international, multicultural, and we see our church being fun. I guarantee you, I know who's leading that group. It's going to be fun. Because church is not the opposite of fun. Some of you need to come together and laugh together and build community. And we love culture and we love the arts and we also love laughing and doing things together. There's also, I love this one, it's a mobile man cave. Which I really think is secret for like wing night. I think that's what it is. Some of you guys, you just need to, you just need a a mobile, you just need to go, I need to go hang out. And sometimes you've been going to a place that's unhealthy. You've been going to people that maybe have desert thinking. What if you can get around a community that's not perfect, but it's moving towards what's next? And together we can laugh and enjoy. We have 17 groups launching today. We are better together. How can you sign up? Real easy. On the website right now, you can sign up. And if you're thinking, I don't do websites, I'm not clear on that. Right now when we leave in a moment at the table, there's computers and a team going. We'll help you fill this out. You can sign up today. It is live right now for these NOVA groups and we are moving forward into healthy relationships and that's what's next. We're better together. Can I encourage you? In a world full of opinions, have the courage to have an experience. Move from what people talk about and move into thriving of relationship. Courage to move from what was to what's next. As we close today, all of this place, can we stand to our feet as we get ready to sing one more song? and end with a bang. If you could just bow your head for a moment and close your eyes. I would, I would be, it would be tragic today. It would be wrong today. It would be cruel today to not give you an opportunity if you walked in here. It would give you an opportunity to start a relationship with God. Some of us here are moving from desert to promised land, but some of you are going, I wasn't even on this journey. I didn't even know there's a God that wants to move me from where I was. I didn't know there was a God that loved me right where I was. My parents are ashamed of me. My spouse is ashamed of me. I'm doing okay, but I feel like God is a million miles away. Today, you can start that journey. Today, the God that loves you right where you are. You don't need to be cleaned up. You don't need to be perfect. You don't need to be anything more than you are right now. God wants to meet you where you are. On the count of three, I'm going to ask you, if you say, I want to start my relationship with Jesus Christ, on the count of three, I'm going to ask you to raise your hand and then put it right back down. We're just going to pray for you. The Bible says that who can be saved, who, who can know God, who can have God partner with them and come into their life. It says whoever believes in their heart, that he is God and confesses with their mouth. Go, yeah, I need that. I need that. I need his help. I need God. Then it says, God, a miracle happens. God, the King, our King rushes across the gap of isolation and of shame and of distance and runs and meets you where you are and says, I got you. I see you and I got you. A miracle happens. And today you can leave here knowing you're right with God and he's partnered with you to take you from where you are, where he loves you, to where he's called you to be, a life of abundance. If you're here today, you say, I want Jesus in my life. I want God to forgive me and I want God to help me on the count of three. one. Oh, it's a new day. This is what's next for your life, to start a relationship with Jesus Christ. Two, it's not everybody, but right now your heart is beating and you want a second chance. You want a chance for God to come in and help your life. If that's you with every head bowed, three, all over this place. Raise your hand all over this place. I see that hand, I see that hand, I see that hand, I see that hand, I see that hand. I see that hand, you put your hand right back down. Can we pray together today? Come on, can we celebrate? Can we clap for these people? Had the courage today. Do this very often. Young lady, is it Ivy? I wouldn't embarrass you for anything, but I just want to encourage you today. You just put your hand up. You've known some desert relationally, you know some pain, you know neglect, you know having more need than abundance, you know what it's like not to have a lot. But God is moving you into a place of more. God's presence wants to let you know you're more than enough. He loves you just as you were. Sometimes you think, if they knew the way I thought, sometimes you even feel like you're faking it. And God wants you to know he loves you just as you are, but he loves you too much to leave you there. He's surrounding you with amazing people that are cheering you on and taking you from where you are to where you're called to be. Can we pray together today? Can we pray? If you prayed that prayer, we're going to pray today. Can we all pray together? Repeat after me, everybody. Lord Jesus Christ, we thank you for this day. God, thank you that you love me where we are. Thank you for you love me right now. But God, I ask you to come into my life and meet me today. Take away my shame. Take away the pain. Forgive me for my sin. And I pray for a miracle in my life. Would you lead me? Would you guide me? And would you be with me? In Jesus' name. Now, Father God, I pray for courage right now because you promised to be with us. Courage on our church. Courage on those that raise their hands to go from where they've been to what you've called us to be in the name of Jesus Christ. Last thing before we sing this song, and we end with a bang. If you prayed that prayer today, Would you fill out this Connect card that you got when you came in? It says, I made a commitment to Christ. Would you go to the tent and just give it to them? Don't say a word, give it to them. And they wanna give you a gift today because we wanna celebrate what God has done, amen? Come on, let's sing this together as we close today.